Hi guys. So I was just on my phone and I discovered this rapper. His his rap name is Lil Dicky. And I used to listen to him actually. Surprisingly enough, back in the day before I was saved, I would listen to him and his music. And I liked him. He was probably one of my favorite artists because he was from, uh, uh, not far from me, like where he grew up and everything. It was only about like maybe an hour and a half to two hours away from me. So I liked him. I listened to him and I thought he was a great rapper. And then, you know, as time went by, I was saved and I then felt convicted listening to certain types of music, including his music. Um, So then I was just on my phone before, and I came across this video of him. I'm not quite sure where the event was at, but he was doing a performance, and he began his performance by being on a cross like a a full blown cross was being lifted from under the stage and he was pretending to be Jesus on the cross and basically blaspheming and mocking our Lord and Savior And I found a YouTube video of this guy who was talking about it. And he said that he didn't want to show the whole video because he didn't want our eyes to be, you know, to see such blasphemy. blasphemy. So he only showed a little bit. I'm not going to watch the rest of it. I've seen enough. And I don't believe that God wants me to watch that whole video because it's just, it's not, it's not good. So anyways, um, I watched this other guy talking about it who was giving his reaction as a Christian to such blasphemy. And, you know... He was talking about how us Christians, obviously, in the, in the one part of Lil Dicky's song, it says that we are way too sensitive. And I would like to argue against that for the purpose of when it comes to things like that where you're mocking Jesus as a Christian I just I agree with what the other guy said the last words that Jesus spoke on the cross Father forgive them for they do not know what they do comes to mind as well and 
you know, there are people that are in the third world countries such as Afghanistan right now that are at war and there is a few Christians out there that even though they don't know if they're going to see the light of day tomorrow they're okay because they have Jesus and it's just so powerful when God is with you no matter what happens whether you live or you die you are okay and I can under, I can relate to the martyrs of the Bible who gave their life to Jesus and died for him and I understand because even if I die right now I'm content because I will be with him and it says to die is gain yes it's only human and natural to not want to die but it's an inevitable death that we all will face one day None of us are going to live on forever. And when that day does come, I pray and hope that you all have the faith in Jesus because John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So we must believe. So... Suddenly, as I'm watching this video, I felt convicted, obviously, and I just started to pray. I started to pray for him. Because the one thing is that Hollywood loves to do, for some reason, is attack Christians. Think about it. What other faith that does Hollywood attack? They don't attack any other faith but Jesus. Because Satan is in Hollywood and he knows what the truth is. Why else do they have contracts where you can't say the word Jesus? Where else do what else do they mock against any other faith or religion? Because obviously it would be a waste of time to mock any other faith because they know it's already not true but they attack the truth because <laughs> they know that that's the truth the demons of Hollywood know that that's true <sighs> so I started to feel convicted and I started to realize how we really do need to pray for Hollywood and the people that are under this influence this demonic influence of Hollywood including Lil Dicky so all of a sudden and also Lil Nas I don't really know much about him but I will eventually look into him and I'll do a podcast episode on him as well but I started to pray 
for Lil Dicky. And then I thought, that's not his name. What is the name of this rapper and who he's born as? So I looked it up. His real name is David. And now that's just like emotional in itself because I had an Uncle David who was such an amazing man of God. And sorry, I was really emotional before. Um, And so I found out his name is David. And I'm no longer going to refer to him as his rap name of Lil Dicky, but I'm going to refer to him as David. And David, no matter what he has done to blaspheme God, there's a soul and he seems very troubled. And as much as we get upset over what he did, God created this man. God is the one who molded David, sculpted David, and God loves David very much. And I believe that God could use what the enemy meant for evil and use it for his good. Just like what he did with Paul in the Bible. When Saul was murdering Christians, Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. And revealed the truth to Saul. And Saul turned from his wicked ways and decided to pick up his cross to follow Jesus and became Paul, who wrote the majority of the New Testament. I believe God can take David and he can do the same thing that he did for Paul. And how powerful would that be if this rapper, Lil Dicky, who is actually David, decided to turn from his wicked ways, pick up his cross, and follow Jesus. How big of an impact that would have that we would see that he was that way, but then what happened to him? Just like people saw Saul, and then what happened to Saul, and what happened to Paul. And I just really started to pray that. I suddenly, as I was sitting on my couch, I remember reading a book when I went to Bible school and it was called Face Down. And it's the power of getting down on the floor, on your knees with your face on the floor to show your submission, your reverence and your respect and just bowing down to Jesus. And I suddenly just, I felt led to do that. So I got down on my knees and I put my head down on the floor and I just started to pray and thank him. I felt so 
thankful. I am so thankful for what he's done for us. And then I started to pray for David. I started to pray that God would reveal to him, just like Paul, of what he did. So, after doing that for quite some time, I suddenly, I got up, and now I'm laying down. And usually after I take time for God like that, a a scripture will suddenly occur and pop up in my head. And I have, I am telling you right now, I know some scriptures. I probably know like maybe five to ten scriptures like of what the names, like what the actual name and number is like in the scripture. I really would love to learn more scripture and I'm planning on doing that. But I don't know scripture very well like that. You know, I know that I know this. I could quote scripture, but I don't remember like what I just said. John 316. I know that one because that one's the most popular one. And John 316 is very, very common. Um, And I also know I know Psalm 23 because that's my favorite scripture. But I don't really know. Like if I told you I could I could say scripture to you like I could. I could say, you know, greater is in us than he who is in the world. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Um, I know, you know, all of that, but I don't remember what scripture name that is. So when I suddenly get a random scripture popped up in my head, I have no clue what the actual scripture is, right? So all of a sudden, I'm laying face down and I hear Acts 24. And I have, I'm telling you, like, I don't remember even what, you know, I don't even remember what happens in the scripture of Acts. I don't, I care. I like, if I sat down and really thought about it, I could, but it's not like my first thought. You know what I mean? Like, so I just get my Bible and I open it right up to Acts. And I remember it as I open Acts. I'm like, oh my goodness. This is a story of Paul. And. I was just praying over David. His middle name is Andrew. His last name is Bird. David Andrew Bird is his real name. But anyways, suddenly I was led to to Acts 24. And guys, this is crazy. I'm going to read it to you. So just imagine me praying over David Andrew Bird. A.K.A. Little Dickie, just so you guys remember. And I was praying, and all of a sudden, this is what scripture God led me to. It is Paul's trial before Felix. Five days later, the high priest Ananias went down to Caesarea with some of the elders and a lawyer named Tertullus. And they brought their charges against Paul before the government. When Gaul, when Paul was called in, Tertullus presented his case before Felix. We have enjoyed a long period of peace under you, and your foresight has brought about reforms in this nation. Everywhere and in every way, most excellent Felix, 
We acknowledge this with profound gratitude. But in order not to weary you further, I would request that you be kind enough to hear us briefly. We have found this man to be a troublemaker, stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader of the Nazarene sect and even tried to disgrace the temple. So we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to learn the truth about all these charges we are bringing against him. The other Jews joined in the accusation, asserting that these things were true. When the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied. Now, I'm just going to pause it right here because I want you to imagine the fact that I just prayed over a part of my prayer over David Andrew Bird, who blasphemed God by bringing up that cross on that stage and all of that. And I, I felt led to pray over him. And I asked God in my prayer just now that he would do to him what he did with Paul. And I told God, I said, you know, you can take what the enemy meant for evil and you use it for good. And I just pray that you will do that with this man as well. Just like you did for Paul. And then he leads me to a scripture about Paul. Okay. So all of a sudden, listen to this. When the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied, I know that for a number of years you have been a judge over this nation, so I gladly make my defense. You can easily verify that no more than 12 days ago I went up to Jerusalem to worship God. My accusers did not find me arguing with anyone at the temple or stirring up a crowd in the synagogues or anywhere else in the city, and they cannot prove to you the charges they are now making against me. However, I admit that I worship the God of our ancestors as a follower of the way, which they call a sect. I believe everything that is in accordance with the law and that is written in the prophets, and I have the same hope in God as these men themselves have, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. After an absence of several years, I came to Jerusalem to bring my people gifts for the poor and to present offerings. I was ceremonially clean when they found me in the temple courts doing this. There was no crowd with me, nor was I involved in any disturbance. But there are some Jews from the province of Asa who ought to be here before you and bring charges if they have anything against me. Or these who are here should state that what crime they have found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin. Unless 
It was this one thing I shouted as I stood in their presence. It is concerning the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you today. So basically, okay, I'm going to stop right there. This is about Paul's charge for when he was Saul and then became Paul. He had to go to the courts and how passionate and confident he was in the resurrection at this point and how the Jews were having an issue with this. And he is here defending himself that he did not do anything wrong by going to the courts and doing all of this, going to the temples. And I am just in such confidence that God is going to do this with David. Okay? I believe that this is why... He led me to this scripture. So. Then Felix, who was well acquainted with the way, adjourned the proceedings. When Lysias, the commander, comes, he said, I will decide your case. He ordered the centron to keep Paul under guard, but to give him some freedom and permit his friends to take care of his needs. Several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish. He sent for Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Jesus. As Paul talked about the righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and said, That's enough for now. You may leave. When I find it convenient, I will send for you. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him a bribe. So he sent for him frequently and talked with him. When two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Fetus, but Festus, but because Felix wanted to grant a favor to the Jews, he left Paul in prison. And that's that's the end of the scripture. So I just truly wholeheartedly believe that there is some sort of correlation with this story and what is going to happen to David. And I believe that God will reveal David the truth. I believe that David is going to become a Christian. I believe that David is going to have to battle a lot of things such as what Paul had to battle I believe that just like Paul who was a murderer Christ is a let me explain it this way God is just he's a just God And just because Paul decided 
that he was no longer going to murder Christians did not mean that Paul gets off scot-free because Paul still had to spend the rest of his life in prison after what he did. Just as I believe that even if we are saved, if we did things that were sin against God, I believe that God is just and he loves us unconditionally. Yes, but just as a father disciplines those he loves, he will discipline us because we're his children. And a good father doesn't ignore and let your kids just, you know, if they do something wrong, oh, it's okay. Yes, you are forgiven, but that doesn't mean that there are consequences because God is a father. And just as Paul murdered Christians, as much as God loves his, his son, Paul, as much as he is now forgiven for he gave his life to Jesus, Paul still had to reap the consequences of his sins. And he had, he was basically like a father, you know, he was, um, grounded (laughs) because there's a reason why even parents ground their children to teach them a lesson and show them if we are just scot-free no consequences we would not be taught any lessons so I do believe that in the midst of David going to give his life to God he is going to be taught a lesson for what he did I believe that there is a reason why this was the scripture that was brought to my attention and it just it reveals so much of his story and not only the story of and the testimony that God is working on little Dicky, um date like who is David, but and I, I just referenced that back just so that way everybody's clear of who I'm talking about. But anyone that is in the body of Christ or, you know, decides to give their life to Christ, that's reality of of this walk and this life with with God and to sum this all up there is one other little story that was in the YouTube video I watched and I really wanted to just say this to you guys so there is a handicapped boy at school and all the little kids made fun of him 
let's just say the handicapped boy was Sean. His name was Sean. He's always getting made fun of. The teacher gave an assignment to the class and they were all given an empty jar to go outside and find something that represents God. So one little boy in his jar was a butterfly and said that it was representing the beauty of God. Another little girl found some water and put it in the jar and represented that it represents the the river of life. And then the little boy, Sean, gave it to the teacher and it was empty. And all the kids were laughing because he didn't put anything inside of his jar. And the teacher said, Sean, why is this empty? And Sean said, because the tomb was empty. He said, because the tomb was empty. And that represents that Jesus is going to be coming back. The tomb was empty. Where did he go? (laughs) Where did his body go? He is going to be coming back. There is a grave for all of the other quote-unquote gods such as Buddha and Allah and there's a there's a graveyard for all of them but where is our Jesus he ascended back into heaven is seated at the right hand of the father and will come again to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end his tomb was empty So guys, if you're listening right now and you do not know God, but you are willing to learn more of who he is, I just want to pray with you right now. If you want to just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you right now and I pray that you will reveal yourself to me. I give my life to you and I pray my sins are forgiven because I am a sinner and I fall short of your glory. But from this day, from this moment, I give my life to you. And no matter what, I believe in my heart that you are the one true God who suffered on the cross 
4B. I love you, and I know that you love me. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that, welcome. Welcome to the family. We are so glad to have you. We are people that are only human. We are not perfect. The majority of us doesn't come from much. We have no riches from oil. We have not very prosperous wealth. But we have one thing that's better than any of that. That's Jesus. Now this walk doesn't mean you have to be perfect because nobody is. We all mess up. And I am guilty of sin just as much as the next Christian. And I just pray that now that you feel that you are ready, surround yourself with other people that are also in the body of Christ and go to a church or and meet a friend. It's a lot easier when you're surrounded by people who are believers. So that way you guys can talk about God, hold each other accountable, and you can learn more. There's something very special about having a friendship that surrounds God. And if you're a Christian out there who has already given your life to Christ, I really encourage you to pray for what we talked about today for my podcast for people that listen for anyone that is willing to give their life to God and also for David I know we don't like what he did But we are Christians, and we're called to love one another. So I pray right now for him. And I pray that you will come into prayer with me for that. With that being said, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And I just... Pray and hope that you guys all have a very blessed day.